I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan, joined as always by my colleague Aaron Chalk. And today is a very special episode of I Love That Ad. We are honored to be joined by Olga Kokoshko from Nibo in um, Ukraine, a creative agency. And uh, we are just delighted to have you here and delighted to be able to talk to you about everything that's been going on. How are you? Hello. Hi. Thank you. It's, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for this opportunity. It is more or less okay. We are trying to live with this in this new reality, uh, not to, to allow ourselves to go in, into a very depressive mood. So we keep working. Many of our colleagues keep working despite everything. So I can say that we are more or less okay. We are full of hopes. We keep fighting and we keep working. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's great to hear. Um, and how have you found, if anyone, any of our listeners or watchers, there's been some really good um, articles about the guys over in um, in, in Nebo uh, about kind of what it's been like to work during the war, um, which I'll put in the post for anyone who hasn't read it. Um, it'll I'll, I'll put it out in the post so you'll be able to click on and have a read and give you a bit more background. But how have you found kind of uh, using creativity during this period and being able to uh, express yourself creatively and work with other people creatively during this difficult time? How has that been for yourself personally? Uh, do you know, as people from time to time, we, we doubt, like, am I doing uh, everything right? Is this actually my profession? Should I try to, I don't know, dance more and teach dance to kids? So all this um, horrible experience learned me that I actually love what I do. I love marketing. I love creating ideas with my team uh, because it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel useful. It uh, gives me this, um, you know, like I feel structure. I feel like I know what I'm doing when I'm just in this pain and when I feel useless, I feel like I'm helping. I'm doing my small mm -hmm. step. I know that there is no creative project, unfortunately, nowadays that can solve the war, but mm -hmm. many different creative pieces actually together, they help. Some of them help just people to feel better. Some of them help to show our position. Some of them mm -hmm. help to work with, like, I don't know what Russian people think about the war. We do one of those projects as well. It is painful. It is hard to do. I hate myself sometimes for doing this, but we need to work with the, that audience as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what's interesting there, what you said about kind of the imposter syndrome, as in, do I want to work in this area should i be teaching dance should i be doing all these other things i think from an ideation point of view in creative when you land on a topic that means something to you and the idea is so important it, you dream about it you think about it it's 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 like breathing it's like you have to get this done it, you, this is important it mightn't be important to anyone else but if it's important to you and it's a reason to get up in the morning i think that's when you really feel the power of kind of being creative professionally to a certain extent it's almost like what i imagine musicians and artists and feel what keeps them going every single day um and it's amazing to hear you talk about that and, and with, with such an amazing important cause for yourself to keep 
to keep yourself going and express yourselves creatively to help and you know to impact and and i i think creative is underestimated sometimes in times of say peace for lack of a better word in in, in quieter times creative can be can be somewhat seen as trivial by a lot of awful lot of people if it's not doing something but when when the chips are down and it's needed you know what i mean creative thinking is it's 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 essential to every problem you know um but like and, and also i think some of the campaigns you're going to show us today are, is really expressing that creative thinking in a time of need and even for for the stuff that you've sent on to me and aaron uh, I, I was un unsure I was like oh, what what are you going to send I was like I'm very interested to see what these campaigns might possibly be and my head they were very different to what I even thought they could be but yet still so powerful I was I didn't know what to expect but I wasn't expecting what I saw but I still really really loved them I thought they were great so um if uh do you want to tee up uh do you want to tee up the first the first um campaign you want to talk about yeah Sure. Before that, I have to say that there are so many of these projects that it's even hard to choose the one to talk about because people are doing um, I do new, new and new works like every day. And uh, I'm surprised that not just people from Ukraine, uh, creative industry is super supportive. And I hear about new projects like every day. A few days ago, I was talking to people from Virtue. It's an agency of uh, Vice Media, and they just launched a beautiful project uh, that is uh, actually being made to, to make like a render of beautiful Ukrainian buildings and uh, any kinds of architecture in case if it gets destroyed like the theater in Mariupol just to have a backup and it is it is named Backup Ukraine. So, and I didn't know about that project when I was sending you the ones that I, I choose. So uh, it, it makes me feel very warm that people all around the world are doing this, uh, this creative uh, yeah, pieces and that uh, we get to see new and new ones. Yeah no it's 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 amazing like and i think the whole world well, most of the whole world has really joined with the ukraine i know here in ireland there's nothing but support for the ukraine and like um everyone kind of it, it really resonates with the irish people based on our history as well um kind of uh, we're not a fan of invaders <laughs> in 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 ireland we so we're we're very much in solidarity with um with your people and we hope obviously this ends very quickly and as peacefully as possible thank you thank you that means a lot and uh the project the project that i was sending to you uh it is made by uh, ukrainian artists it is a kind of adaptation of posters from second world war and uh, but it is changed it is adapted to nowadays so it is showing how ukrainian people are fighting just like it was on a second world war and we all talk and we all think that this this war can become much wider than than ukraine because even when we see the number of uh, russians uh, supporting like i don't know attacking poland for example it's more than 50 percent so this war war has a huge potential to be like to, to involve more countries this is why i think that the metaphor that is being given here that uh, the, the, the name of the project is Never Again Gallery. Uh, and this is what we are trying to say, that the, the world doesn't have to go through 
through that war again um, and to show how how likely nowadays war is to the the, the big one uh, so other countries can feel this I would say danger. It is not a nice thing for us to do to scare everyone around. But after seeing this rocket flying around, you feel like you have to scream about this all over the world. Uh, so yeah, I think that those artists, they did a great, great job uh, from both uh, philosophically part and also because this is uh, the piece that looks good and you really can see um, how connected it is to the original one. Yeah, completely. Like when you when you sent this one on, I loved it because I love I I love I love the the wide variety of expression of artistic expression in this as well, and I love the kind of complementing of past kind of posters. I just love like the different artistic style, the different the different messaging. Like there's something here for everyone to to relate to. There's not. It's not. It's not one. It's it would have been very easy to do one poster, you know what I mean? One very famous poster and that's it, push it out. But I think the fact that there's obviously a bunch of artists have gotten together, have found posters that they thought, oh, this this will work, this will work, this, you know what I mean? And like, just the range of artistic ability on, on display, like all these original posters that were designed, were designed over years by different people with different briefs and different things, but for, this group of artists to kind of um, collaborate together, bring this all in one place and really show the parallels between the two messages that, and I, I know what you said from a, from a fear point of view, but yes, but a necessary fear. It's to be like, this is very easy. These posters don't look out of place today based on what's happening. Couldn't you imagine this happening in a month, in two months, in six months, in a year? The you know what I mean, the American, the inclusion of the Americans, the th things like that, you can see it, you can see it. And I think it's, it's um, like, there's a really, there's a really strong one called Together that I really like that it doesn't have much words, but it's just the flags. And you instantly, I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could see this poster existing in, in 12 months or in, in six months, if it hadn't already existed in during World War Two, you know, um, yeah, I think this is just it's it's I, I nearly was like I, I nearly want to uh, to frame them. I just think they're phenomenal. They just they for me, they feel like they belong in a museum. And that's probably based on um, the historical relevance of what they're based on as well would be in a museum, you know, in a war museum. Uh, I just think they're so strong and it's so powerful. I just think it can speak to so many. Pe it says so many things. I think is what I mean. Yeah, I think it says so many things. Because how many posters is there in total? There's like 16, is it? No, no, it's it's 21. And they 21, have chosen sorry. different ones. You have the ones with black only. You have the one with a kid uh, wearing swastika on his uh, hat. And the second, like the Ukrainian option is literally showing the kid wearing that letter Z and seeing how much people in Russia support this letter, it made us super frustrated because they do the parades. They like, uh, they they make uh, this letter with a light in their windows just to create that, that they put it in, on, into their cars. So yeah, it is very relevant. And we believe that is that, that, that in your swastika here. There's a, 
there's some there's something unusual about this campaign when it went when I was watching it where or looking at it where these posters are they're of another era you know uh, because it's World War Two and but because our generation is so far away from World War Two they are just something we see from afar they're not something we've lived through or kind of seen those posters in real life so there's there's something about it that kind of shakes you going these are adapted yeah it's it's a really nice play that they're adapted on those old posters but they're adapted for something that's going on right now and that's that's the thing that's impactful where you're like this isn't just nice art this is this is really nicely done but with an actual serious message like the one of the last ones there is the the soldiers from Iwo Jima hoisting up the the, the flag and that's I think one of the most iconic images of World War Two, uh, and to show obviously that the American flag swapped out with the Ukrainian flag, or as you said, the one with the child and the swastika on his head, and that switched out for a Z. That's that's actually a possible reality. That poster is as relevant today as it is when it was first produced. So the fact that they're not just historical icons, but they're actual messages now is uh, for me. That's the most impactful thing about the whole thing is that there's a there's a there's a, a real live truth that's happening every day behind them. Yeah. And what that's actually a Ukrainian message. We never wanted to war to happen again. If you look into history of, I don't know, last 20 years, and if you check how many war, wars Ukraine had and how many wars Russia had, it will be very like obvious who is the one like starting and enjoying the war. Because we are super peaceful people and uh when we celebrate the end of the uh second world war we always say like it should never happen again and even before the invasion to ukraine russia was already having these slogans like we can do it again so they were preparing people that the the huge war can happen again and they will like i don't know show the glory of russia to the world again but i think the only angle you can look into war that you have to stop it as soon as possible and then you have to make sure it will never be back yeah no couldn't agree more it's um i think what's interesting uh, have you found have you got much feedback or have you heard anything about from russians who are seeing who are because i know a lot of them are kind of behind a a media blackout they can't really see an awful lot of online but i've spent time in china where there's an awful lot of that as well but still the a lot of the youth of a country can find ways around that with vpns and stuff like that have you had much kind of conversation or have you heard much from kind of russians who are against what's happening but have uh, i don't know they're being silenced and they're not allowed to speak about it because um, I've seen an awful lot of interviews with people agreeing with the war, but then an awful lot of people saying they refuse to speak about it. Yeah. Um, for for fear. I do have uh, I I do have friends. I I don't know. Okay, let it be friends, uh, from Russia. Uh, most of them have left Russia right now. Uh, because of the war and because not only because of the war in Ukraine, but because it is getting unbearable for them to leave. Uh, in Russia. I do know some people who stay in Russia and speak their truth. It's extremely dangerous and they feel super lonely. I think this is the biggest problem after having in the interviews with Russians for one of the projects that we are doing right now. 
we see that the biggest problem of their opposition right now is that they feel super lonely. They do not see any support. They are afraid to talk uh, to one another about war, about what is happening. So they feel like, yes, I get the truth. I understand it. It is my pain to live through this, but there is no one around supporting me. And talking to different people, we, we were saying them like, come on, we talked to another guy yesterday and he also thinks this way. And there are more people, but you have to share your position. When you share, you feel less lonely and you feel empowered. But uh, I don't know, there is a horrible statistics that we all keep uh, talking about, like more than 70% of Russian people support the war. I hope, I hope that this statistics comes from the government and that we cannot trust it fully. So it would be really nice if uh, any uh, opposition media uh, create a new statistics. But um, for now, what we hear, what we, um, there are some uh, talks on the phones that uh, our secret services catch when Russian soldiers talk to their families and then they make it public and it's extremely painful to listen to them because uh, they are showing off like what they have taken from homes and yeah like how many lives they have taken and listening to this i feel uh, i feel hopeless for them not for ukraine but for those people but i know that there is always a percentage of people that are more educated that know what's going on that are using vpn that are reading to like they have media like meduza dorst like media zona um and uh, i hope i hope that they will find a way to to get more connected and to feel less lonely and brave brave enough to speak up mm. yeah hopefully hopefully um, okay, yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's a really that's a really lovely campaign and really good message, really strong message. I think it's a really strong campaign. I think visually, I love, yeah, I just love when something does something so powerfully visually because it transcends language. These are icons. These are things that can, no matter what language you speak, if you saw this, if you stumbled onto this page and you didn't, because I know an awful lot of the posters are England in, in English because they're based off English speaking posters. But if you just stumbled onto this and you didn't speak English, you could understand what it is. And that's how you know something is really, really strong, you know, when it transcends language. Um, oh, that's really good. That's that's uh, I love that ad. I think that's that's a that's a really, really impressive campaign. And it's unbelievably creative. I adore it. Um, do you want to tee up the next one? What your yeah. next campaign is? Yeah, uh, the next one is made by our colleagues. The project is called Kartamira. Uh, this is the Russian name, but uh, on English it would be the map of the world. And it is very simple in a visual way. And I like it because, you know, sometimes we get so playful in what we do because we are like we love advertising. We want to make it fancy. But this project is not about being fancy at all. It is about giving proofs because uh, Russia uh, has attacked Ukraine from different sides right now, but actually the, uh, the war lasts for a long time. So um, this project, it was created not recently, it was created 
a long time ago by the agency ISD group, but it got even more relevant when Russia attacked the whole Ukraine. So it is showing the literal map with the uh, with the pins where uh, Russian soldiers were captured or where they were killed, and they have the photos of documents. They have the photos of technique because the huge problem is that when we try to to talk to Russian people, they just don't trust us. When we say like we saw your army, they say like no, it's not ours. It's it's yours, but they are wearing our clothes, and it's a very stupid conversation. Like they they say that it's our military attacking our cities, and there is just no sense in it. But when they see a photo of their family member, friend with the documents, uh, there are some videos that have been all over the world uh, in the news where just Russian soldiers admit that they were sent to Ukraine, that they were given an order to kill. And I believe that right now, during the war, such projects, they are extremely valuable because they do the proofs that you cannot even argue with. Yeah, completely. Like, to think about it in that sense is, is um, it's so powerful. Because um, I know I heard during the week, um, I think there's a charity called Mothers of the Fallen, I think it's what it's called and essentially it's been around for for years and years and years and it's a charity that helps family find where their son or daughter or uncle who died in war that they don't know anything they didn't know about the operation they didn't know what country they were in and they've been doing this for years just to help people get get peace you know what i mean and discover what happened and Russia has now banned that charity in Russia. So Russian people can't find out that their son died in Ukraine or their son died in this city or their daughter died here or wherever. So that I only found that out during the week and it really kind of uh, landed home for me the, the amount of control and propaganda even around, even in death, that Russia will own this person in death and not allow their family to know what's happened. So there's no, so this, so seeing this when you're showing, because I think those videos that I, I've seen in the audio I've heard of Russian soldiers talking and kind of admitting things. Yeah, it, it just, it just is, as you said, it's the, to get the trust of the Russian people to convince them, this is what's happening. This is the real world. This is your people. This These words are your people's words. They're not it's not from anyone else with an agenda, you know, um, and to have that documented in a place that's so, as you said, so simple to understand. It's a map. It's not it's not overly designed. It's not overly. It's just it, it, it feels um, just purely informational. You know, it's uh, um, I think that's it's really powerful. It's really it's got, it's a really beneficial tool for those conversations just based on what I've been hearing on what Russian people are not being told, you know, and what they can't get access to. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's really strong. So they set it up. When did they actually set this up originally? Was it uh, 2014 or 2013? I think it was a bit later because they, they told that it was super hard to get all the permission because they are showing the information like during the war, you cannot show all the information. I feel it um, from the news, like when the war started, we were just posting and giving each other all the information like, oh, I can see the rocket next to 
of my house. And right, right now, when I read the news, it gets really hard for me. And I understand why. We just don't want the, the, the enemy to know exactly where they um, got their rocket in. Uh, but in the beginning, everyone was just sharing the information freely, like, oh, who is it our soldiers? Yes, our photos of our soldiers and it was very stupid but uh, uh yeah in a in a 2014 yeah uh the the problem was already huge and ukraine was given a huge support to our army and i think this is when they started the project but i don't know how long it took them to get all the permissions and all that stuff because uh what they said it, that it, it was quite hard mm. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of detail in there, and I, I know you're saying it's information sharing is kind of toned down a little bit in, uh, over the last few weeks. But it, so is this map kind of live or being updated uh, as it is now? So every couple of weeks, there's there's more there's more points going on. It is is that right? Yeah, with, with map, yes. I'm saying like when we share the information with our friends, or for example, I have. I have relatives who are literally on war fighting and uh, we keep um, forbidding ourselves to ask you like where are you oh no don't tell like how are you oh no don't tell like and there are uh, not so many questions you can actually ask you can ask like do you sleep or do you go to work now <laughs> so we can... <laughs> yeah and they are answering like no there is no sleep tonight we are going to work They're like okay take care there so uh it, it just takes two or three days until you can speak openly about uh, about something happening in a particular area but in uh, three weeks it's okay it gets to the like tv media everywhere just not to make it the next second or when you see the explosion not to make the video and not to put it online that's what mm -hmm. we are being asked such a change in behavior uh for everyone involved that must be very unusual to get used to. Yeah, and it's it's very scary from for me from here when I read the news and they are written in such a uh, puzzled way. Like there have been a few explosions in this or this or this area, and I just keep writing to everyone I know from that city. Like, what is going on? Are you alive? Who is there? What was it? Like, give me the information because I cannot see it from here and. Uh, I, I cannot be calm until I know that they're all alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it goes against human nature because we want to know. We we worry now, and we want to know now because we need to plan and we, we you need to align your thoughts and see what you need to do next. And even at a micro scope, a, a micro scale, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be very difficult. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's another really strong activation. It's really a. Yeah. I love the simplicity of it, and I love the and the like. The the simplicity makes it very very powerful, Agreed. because the information in it is so important. You don't need anything else. There's no you'd be taken you away from it. Fancy design. Yeah, it would take away from it. Yeah, yeah. it would. Yeah. Um, okay, that's uh, that's another that's another great campaign. Really, really great to see this creativity coming through. Um, and then do you want to bring us through the third campaign, which is one I believe you, your agency worked on? Yes, that's ours. Uh, we call it Stop Z. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we work with symbols. We work with uh, uh, 
um, with images. And this is why that letter is annoying us a lot and seeing it. Like when we just saw it on a technique, on the, on, on the weapons, on the war machines, we could understand it. But what gave us the extreme amount of pain was when we saw actually people taking part into it, people mm. putting uh, putting it into their like Facebook uh, photos, and yeah, being proud to be the part of all that new that philosophy. So we decided, and actually, it was very genuine from us. Every time I see letter Z somewhere, I feel this, you know, cold. Uh, going on my skin uh, and my my team feels the same this is why we uh, we launched a website and we uh, encouraged brands to replace letter z z with a uh, number three because number three is actually a ukrainian z and it is very easy to find it for example if you are just typing it on on each phone on each computer and you can choose your own one or you can choose our one we made it in ukrainian symbolics and uh, it is um, uh, with our colors obviously and it also uses our yeah, national um, trizup uh, which was <laughs> used here so we give it openly to the brands we wrote to some of them directly but of course mm -hmm. we couldn't write to everyone so we uploaded it just to the site and any brand manager, anyone actually working for, for the brand can go there and replace letter. And first of all, when we started the campaign, uh, it was hard for people to understand. Even some Ukrainian people were not very happy. They were asking, like, why do you do this? The, the letter is not uh, the one to shame. But mm. um, in a few weeks, some global brands started responding, some Ukrainian music brands, Ukrainian local shops, and even some international companies are replacing, like Samsung is not using letter uh, Z anymore on their website for now. Uh, like the swastika is being banned in Germany, in some uh, Baltic countries. So we believe that there is no more difference between swastika and this that because what they the sense that they put into this letter uh, it is actually the same мною принято решение о проведении специальной военной операции
Insurance Group in Switzerland has now decided to drop the letter Z. Here in Germany, authorities have begun banning the use of symbols that express support for Russia's invasion. I hadn't actually heard about the, the letter Z until you'd sent me on the the link. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't I don't know how I missed it. Um when when it's been talked about over here, that's not been referred to. Um that I'm aware of. Anyway, I've not heard it. And then I read about it and then you sent on well, um and I think it's one it's um when I kind of read what it what it's been used as it instantly and i think it, it kind of reverts back to the artist campaign where we, we see the z representing the swastika um and to have that to have another symbol on mainland europe represent for lack of a better word for evil you know, to represent everything negative that people can do it just as you said it gives you chills it just it it's it's it, it's the type of it's the type of symbol uh, or becoming the type of symbol that people will feel like they're untouchable under that nothing matters it what they can do what they want under that symbol similar to what the swastika represented and what i loved about this about your campaign for me as someone who wasn't aware that this was going on now i know that if someone rep just like I know if someone has a swastika tattooed on them, what that means. I didn't know what the Z meant before this. Now I do. So that's the power for me in this campaign, even as a PR exercise, even to get even those Ukrainian people saying, um, don't punch the letter, right? Um, it's not the letter's fault. Well, it's it's all we were trying to do or all it seemed like you were trying to do was signify if someone is using this letter this is what it means be aware that the, because the letter z or z before they started using it didn't mean that but now it means something different so it's important that if you see someone with this on their facebook page this is what they stand for this is what they 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 find important this is what's important to them know this be aware of this and i think even regardless of how many brands take it up um the fact that you've started the conversation to make awareness of this symbol i think is is brilliant and incredibly powerful um because like i got to experience the journey myself um and it's something now i can i can watch out for you know um because even in the same vein with the swastika, the swastika before it was rep taken up by the Nazis was not a, was nothing to do with them. It's a Buddha, it's a Buddhist symbol. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's, it means peace or um, like, and they were able to take that. So when people during World War Two would have punished the swastika symbol, they were like, oh, it had nothing to do with this beforehand. Don't punish it. Well, it's the same with this. Symbols are all powerful and unforgiving. So I think um we need to treat them in kind the same way if a symbol represents something bad regardless what its history was beforehand we need to deal with it in the way it is now um and i think this campaign is is brilliant and really does expose that symbol that's Thank brilliant you. well done
Thank you. And brands, brands have to watch watch out here. For example, Louis Vuitton just uh, launched their new jewelry and it had letter Z. And uh, if you look on Instagram comments, they are all uh, fulfilled with the head. Like, what do you do? How how can you start this collection? Even if you like, even if you didn't know, now we write you and you know. And and there are so many comments like this. And somewhere in Europe, uh, I have to admit it, we feel incredible amount of support. Mostly people support Ukraine. I don't know if you have seen and you have or you have heard, but it's not the same in every city in Europe. There are cities where actually there are pro-Russian uh, demonstrations and they have their flags and they have this letter and they're walking around the street and they are yelling and there are some conflicts so it still can happen uh, like some of my friends they went uh, by car to i don't know germany for example or austria and they had some problems because of the ukrainian numbers so um it seems for us that the whole world is extremely united but still the, the, there are some people who support russia um, while not being in russia and they definitely use this um, this symbol of letter Z. But it's, uh, yeah, as you said, it's great to know that this symbol, if this symbol is flown, if this symbol is on a flag, if this symbol is, is surrounded by someone, this is what they represent. I think that's good to know. Uh, you know, I think it's, no, I think it's really, I think it's really powerful. And I think what's interesting you said about the, the Louis Vuitton, um, I think, um, line, like an even bigger statement from them is to pull it. So for it to come out, even if they want it from their own marketing, put it out, get the backlash, and then pull it. And then that even creates a bigger conversation about why one of the biggest um, uh, fashion houses in the world have pulled a new line. I think that would be extremely powerful um, and to keep the conversation going. But yeah, I think this, yeah, this campaign is great. It's really, really it's really strong. It's really strong. Um, and then... I believe as well you launched uh, a campaign today. Is that am I right in saying that? Yeah, it it is happening now. I'm I'm super nervous because usually I'm uh, uh, online and seeing everything, but uh, I'm not. My phone is in mute now. So I hope <laughs> I hope everything is cool. It's all exploding, uh, and, and we're keeping you away from from no, what no, it's doing fine. already. It's fine. The last message I saw from my team was. Uh, there is a problem with the web version. And I was like, okay, time to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, I hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, but it's a beautiful project. Uh, it's not just ours. Um, mm -hmm. There are many uh, sides taking part of it. Uh, so when I came to Amsterdam, I had a chance to meet some beautiful agencies. And one of them was actually uh, Wyden Kennedy. And uh, I have some friends there. And I actually just admire their work. And it felt very, um, uh, it, it felt right for me to work with agencies now, not directly with clients. Uh, probably it's because we are on the same line. We know how it is to, to work in this rhythm. And mm -hmm. um, I thought that it would be just great to get into the collaborations uh, instead of just going and pitching in front of the client, trying to look like we are super okay. 
but we are not always okay to be honest we like mm -hmm. cry almost every day and we can get like off the internet for for a few hours or for a day for example so yeah we started the conversation with agencies and um after a few weeks white and kennedy they just uh, came uh, back to us and announced that there is going to be a beautiful uh, project and that they want us to take part on it which we were extremely happy about uh, it is also taking part in uh, ed week i have to check here because if it is a date then i will be a bad person dun, dun, dun. give me one second no problem yes it's a week <laughs> yes it's fine. So, <laughs> so it's a week and they are having uh, the Ukrainian issue and the whole issue is going to be uh, um, about Ukraine, about war, about how people um, do their best to, to mm. survive and yeah, how beautiful the culture is. Uh, so they are selling the, uh, the, the pages to be uh, on and they are also going to um, raise all the money collected from uh, selling this issue and from all the partners uh, to help Ukraine. So it's a charity project. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's and it was a very yeah. fast one for us. Yeah, you had a question. That's the, the special issue by Ukrainians. It says all you need to know about Ukraine by Ukrainians. Is that is that the one? Yes. Uh, is it? life right yeah i see i see i see are you Googling, aaron's googling it tell I, I, it's, live. it's perfect it's actually <laughs> at the bottom of um at the bottom of the the z campaign we just talked about there's like recommended articles and there's just lovely uh there's loads of of, of recommended articles about ukraine's creative industry how it got its roots and there's just there's just read colorful beautiful artwork that is, that's kind of been distracting me a little bit but in a good way <laughs> so it, it seems to be it seems to be live yeah um which which is great looks it looks amazing before i haven't read it but just the, the visuals that are part of it yeah oh, so wow. you can find ukraine is our earth this is ours i believe that it has a banner and it, it has a page on a on a physical one because it is going to be printed physically but right. yeah um so our project uh, our project's name is ukraine is our earth okay. and it is a manifesto uh, there is a famous picture of the Earth. Uh, the name of this picture is Pale Blue Dot. And uh, it was an astronomer, Carl Sagan, who uh, actually was uh, um, the author of this project and the author of the speech, which wasn't uh, meant to be a manifesto, but became one of the greatest manifestos of uh, nowadays. And uh, what we see on that picture is a little, little tiny dot that is actually our planet. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you barely can see it. And maybe I can read you a few words from that original manifesto just for you to understand uh, our like uh, mind and idea flow. So it was saying, that's here, that's home, that's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of every human being whoever was lived out their lives yeah and the name is pale blue dot yeah. so we created our own manifesto and uh, it is uh, the pale yellow blue dot and mm -hmm. because this uh, yellow blue dot means a lot for us 
And the beauty of the copyright is that we didn't have to change it a lot because every word that he says is actually related to us. We just replaced the, the world Earth with the world Ukraine. And for example, we start with, now look again at the pale yellow blue dot. That's Ukraine, that's home, that's us. On it, everyone we love, everyone we know, and every Ukrainian who ever was. This is where they live out their lives. Ukraine is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. And it's a long one, mm. but uh, you see uh, how how it is related. Thank you. How it is related yeah. to to us. It has the words that this is the only home we can imagine for ourselves. Just as uh, just as Kalsigan was saying, like this planet is the only home we have right now, and mm -hmm. we cannot imagine our self-living anywhere else it's the same with ukrainians i can be uh, uh, i can be wherever now but i feel so connected to my home and i'm trying i'm trying like to do sport i'm trying to to have dinner with my family but you know this there is just place in my soul and in my brain reminding me of what is happening constantly and you cannot erase it so no matter where you are, if this yellow blue dot is your home, it will it will be super visible for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's super powerful. And that that image of the pale blue dot is it's 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 a gorgeous one. It's a lovely one too. Um I can just see how the parallels work so strong. You know, it's uh it's that as you said, what it really really kinda I think with that image and what what he was saying was it's that idea of home and we kind of we, we complicate our world an awful lot sometimes when we think of our lives and we we see ourselves from outside we see ourselves from inside we see where we are we judge everything around us all the time and what that pale blue dot kind of you when i've seen it and read it before is it really just centers on what's important and what's not important and things are an awful lot simpler or uh, if we perceive them to be this is our home there's other things happening yes this is our home and i think to compare those two things is yeah, is really powerful it's really rich really rich territory really it'll 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 land very well i think with an awful lot of people because there's just the truth that the term home and where you're from and what that means to you it's it's like we talked about the the visual um, posters. It transcends language, and therefore, everyone can relate to and have empathy with someone when they're describing their home. And when their home's under attack, it's not. You know what I mean? They can relate to that. So I think yeah, it's yeah, it's really strong. That's really 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 strong. Can I ask Olga, Olga from from the campaigns that you've shown there? Um, and, and as you said from the very start, this is. A fraction of of what's actually being produced and created it seems that through the austerity of, of, of war uh, for, for want of a better expression that there's there's a surge in in creativity so you know usually you know in uh, you get it might get a brief for a campaign and you're, you're working through the struggles of okay how can we solve the brief and make a really creative campaign am i right in saying that it's not like this with this. There's almost like a surge that you have to get the, there's a creative swell at the minute and you just have to keep producing and, 
and keep making this stuff. It's almost bubbling up as opposed to it being an effort to create. Would that make sense? It does. I understand. It's very different from working on a project. We we have simplified our processes so much. Even when we talk to a client, if it's a charity organization, we've done a few new identities and like different stuff. And I'm being very open to them. And I'm saying like, okay, guys, this is the place where we had to show off, show our presentation. Then we would bring you three concepts. They would be on a very beautiful slide. But it's a war time. So let's make it as simple as possible. We're going to bring you maybe one option. But the one we're going to truly believe in, we're not going to, to make 50 slides on Keynote. We will make four and we will explain all the rest. So the processes, they became easier. They, and um, it, it gives us a chance to work a lot and to express everything we want. We still always feel that this is not enough because we have so much love uh, to, to Ukraine, to, to, to our people, to our home. And yeah, every every project that helps us to express this is super valuable here. See, almost almost there's so much you need to focus on. Okay, well, let's pick. This is the strongest one. Let's go with that for both client projects and Ukrainian support projects. Yeah, it's it's hard because we have to choose now. Every day, one or two charity organizations are writing to me, and we have to choose who 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 to help and still to do the the commercial projects because we need to support our families in our country financially so it's a very painful uh, choice for me to make who we are helping which project we are getting into and which we have to put on hold for now but yeah. that's okay life is about choices and and from the from 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 your 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 agency and even the the ukrainian uh, creative industry is there something that 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 are are, are things that other creative uh, industries in, in other countries so like for example what can the irish marketing and, and creative industry do to help the ukrainian creative industry and, and and country as a whole uh for now the statistics that i saw is that uh 50 of ukrainians already lost their jobs and even when the war ends it is not gonna be a immediate solution businesses have stopped uh, the roads are destroyed so for now what uh, what i think would be great is to have this trust to risk to work with us because um, there are some people who are in a really bad situations and they need the donations but there are people like us um, who need a chance to express themselves and um, for example, the next time you think about uh, putting the freelancer on board, you can have a look on uh, Upwork or Behance and choose Ukrainian um, illustrator here. Or maybe when you are in a big pitch and you feel that you have this team working with this client for three years, what if we give it another perspective? What if we include Ukrainian Ukrainian team here because the war it learned us not only to to have this pain we're not super sad people all the time we we feel the joy the love stronger now so um, I think it gives us some um, I don't know some some other perspectives and we can still do the creative work about coffee because we have it in the morning, we can still, we are still running. So Nike and Adidas and Under Armour 
still works for us. Uh, I think here the most um, the most um, the hardest is to make a first step just to try to work with someone you've never known, someone who's from such a hot spot, someone who has experienced so much pain, just to take this risk to give a little brief, to give a little exercise, to give a little text to write, to give a little, I don't know, one website page. And then if you see that it is working well, to, to, to keep working together because uh, Ukrainian economics, it suffers now and it will take long to recover. Mm -hmm. So it's time for us to actually become the part of the bigger world now. That's a great message. Yeah, that's a great message. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's really powerful. That's a really tangible way that, um, that uh, we can help you know as best as possible like because i think an awful lot of our listeners and viewers are mainly ireland the uk and the us so um yeah it's good for that message to land um because distance wise we feel far away you know so it's hard to i know there's an and like an awful lot of people from ireland have traveled over to try and help and bring things and but that's not that's not realistic for everyone so to be able to apply that logic in different industries and reaching out and like especially in an internet age where freelancing online is like is very easy you know what i mean it's not it's not a, it's not a difficult process at all it's something we already do we're doing it right have. now <laughs> yeah we're doing it right now yeah exactly um but uh yeah i think the world is the world is smaller and i think than we think it is because of the internet so i think it's being able to know that you can have an impact by reaching out to someone and seeing if giving them a chance to work and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but giving them the chance to work is very very important yeah no i think i think that's really uh those are those are really really good really great episode and i really appreciate we really appreciate yeah. you coming on to talk about it i know it's a difficult time um but yeah, no, you, the creativity you, you showed us there today is, yeah, is, is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's phenomenal and so impressive. And um, yeah, we wish you nothing but the best. Um, thank and thank you so much for coming on and spread your message. And uh, as we said earlier, I hope the war ends today peacefully as quickly as possible and everyone is okay. safe. Thank you so much for the support. It means a lot. Great. Thank you. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, we I guess we'll we'll leave it there everyone. Um if you want to uh if you've been watching this and you want to listen to it, um you can find us anywhere, Spotify, iTunes, or if you listen to it and you want to watch it, you can go to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast. The archives are up there from all our other episodes. And if you're listening to this as well on iTunes or Spotify, if you want to give us uh, five stars or a thumbs up, that'd be much appreciated. Um, but until next time, thank you so much for listening or watching. Okay, bye.